Hey guys, uh, quickly before the podcast starts, within the first few minutes of the podcast, I actually um, said a Christmas story instead of a Christmas horror story, so please don't come for me, I apologize. Um, So yeah guys, (laughs) I do know the name of the movie, I do know that it's called A Christmas Horror Story, so alright guys, enjoy the podcast about a Christmas horror story. And welcome to the 10th night of my Horror Nights in Christmas special with me, your host, Crystal. Tonight, I will be giving you my honest and horrific opinion on A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story was released October 2nd, 2015 with a running time of 107 minutes. It was directed by Stephen Hoban, Brett Sullivan, and Grant Harvey. And it was written by Jason Philotrolt, James Key, Pasquale Trotter, Sarah Larson, and Doug Taylor. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80% with 46% of the audience liking it, and IMDb gave it a 5.7 out of 10. So if this is the first time you're hearing my voice, hello and welcome. My name is Crystal and this is my podcast. So usually my podcasts are about an hour long, but this is a Christmas special, so it's going to be a little bit shorter. So usually I start with the Rotten Tomatoes, then I go on the IMDb rating. I also give a quick synopsis of the movie, and then I go into a very detailed summary of the movie. But because this is a special, I will only uh, be doing just kind of my notes and go through the movie. Um, and kind of give my opinions on them. So a quick synopsis is interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve as told by one festive radio host. A family brings home more than a Christmas tree. A student documentary becomes a living nightmare. A Christmas spirit terrorizes and Santa slays evil. And this is all happening in the small town of Bailey Downs. So basically, it's four stories within this movie, and they're all interwoven within each other. So throughout the whole movie, I was making notes through the whole thing, and I've actually never seen this movie before, and surprisingly, I I haven't, and it's weird because these are my favorite kind of movies where they have different stories going on, but they have... um, like things that connect it to the other story, kind of like those rom-com movies. Um, oh God, what are they called? Uh, like Valentine's Day or something or like New Year's Eve. I forget what they're called, but it's the same idea. Yes, guys, I do watch movies besides, besides horror movies. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to get started with my notes here, and I might be jumping all over the place, guys, so just bear with me. If you have seen the movie already, you'll you'll get it, and just a disclaimer, there's spoilers in my podcast. Uh, I did really like this movie. I enjoyed it a lot, so I really like the opening sequence with the snowflakes. Um, so we're first introduced to Santa, and I'm obviously wondering who put the mark on his face, and then we're introduced to William Shatner, who is a radio host who loves Halloween, and who gets increasingly drunk as the movie goes on. So then we're introduced to three teens who are outside of a school and they're watching a police video um, that depicts a murder uh, of two young students that happened one year ago on Christmas Eve. And they're actually given keys 
uh, to get into the school from uh, their friend. Um, so then we have our next family. Um, so we have a, a, some families celebrating Christmas. So we see that the first family we're introduced to is a family. It's a mother, a daughter. I'm sorry. It's a mother, a father, and a son. And the father is actually the policeman that was in the previous video that three teens were watching. And they break into a Christmas farm. And um, they're basically looking for their perfect Christmas tree. Then we have our next family who is actually visiting um, the father's aunt. And the girl who gave the three teens the keys in the beginning is actually part of this very dysfunctional family. Um, they don't seem to really like each other at all. They don't seem to care too much about interacting with the other. And the wife is is basically just a bitch to her husband. And the kids just could give two shits about what they're doing or where they're going. So now we're back with our three teens. And it looks like they are in the school to do some paranormal investigation. Now, I have to say that if I were to act in this movie, I would 100% be Molly because she's so into all the paranormal things as I am, um, which I was really into. Uh, I really liked the idea of, I mean, not further into the movie, I wouldn't be Molly, if you know what I'm talking about for the people that have seen this movie, but definitely into the whole ghost and um, all that kind of stuff, just like Molly. So I really liked her character. So now we're back with the family and they're visiting the aunt and I see on the aunt's table. Now, mind you, the aunt is very, very well off um, and she basically lives in like a fortress. And I see the Krampus and the Santa figurines on the table and I knew like immediately who it was. We also see that the girl character, the daughter, she steals a lighter from the table um, and the kids, they're just little pieces of shit the one the son Duncan um he picks up the Krampus figurine and the aunt and the caretaker um tell him to like put it down and then he accidentally like or he doesn't accidentally he purposely like knocks it off the table and it breaks um then we're back to the Santa story from the beginning and um one of the elves is acting cray cray and we see that the ant or, or we see that the elves um he dies and santa's like the elves don't die something's going on here um so then we're back with the family who's on the christmas tree farm and we see that their son is missing and they find him in the hollow of a tree which was weird and this is kind of when I was starting to figure out that all the stories were connected. We're back with the teens now and they go into an older and restricted part of the building which is the same place as the murders and apparently the same place that they used to keep pregnated girls who were out of wedlock. Um, I guess the nuns used to keep them down there to keep them away from the rest of the world because, you know, you can't have sex outside of marriage back then. <laughs> um so as the teens are walking around, we definitely get some glimpses of these creepy ghost girls. I saw that pretty quickly. I had to like rewind it. And I was like, I think there was a girl standing there. Um, so then we're back with the family. The aunt basically kicks them out 
and says, you're not wanted here because obviously they're breaking shit in her house. So they're leaving and all of a sudden something like a white figure like runs across the car and they skid out into the middle of the road and they're stuck because it's snowing outside and the, the, their SUV is stuck in the snow. Um, so then eventually in the other scenes, they start wandering through the woods to try and get back to the aunt's house. Um, so then we're back with the teens and they're still in the basement walking around and, um, we see that there's writing on the wall that was there when the two previous murders happened and they basically finish their investigation and they want to bounce and they go back up the stairs and see that the keys don't fit in the door and they're basically stuck and they're chilling in this room that has all these like weird creepy looking statues um so let me go back to the uh cop and his family with a little boy that was missing and there's definitely something up with will so i assume that maybe he was possessed because he wasn't talking and he was um he was basically mute at this point it wasn't doing anything um so he's eating like crazy and I'm just like, what the fuck was in that tree? <laughs> um, so then we're back with Santa who's trying to kill the, so basically at this point he's killing off his elves because he says that they're risen from the dead. So it's like the walking dead featuring elves. And there's a really funny part where it seems like Santa's like in his office and the elves like take a Christmas tree and they bash through the door. And I guess the one elves name is shiny. Um, so he sticks his head in the hole after he made the, with the tree and he goes, here's shiny. And I was like, yes, the shining reference. I'm living for it. Um, so then they go back to the teens and, um, Molly actually sees a ghost and she has like this full on seizure and the two other guys that are with her just freaking out as anybody would. Um, and then we see we're back with the family who's stuck in the woods and I automatically knew that it was they were being hunted by Krampus. Like I figured that out immediately. I was like, oh, well, obviously the, the kid broke the figurine of Krampus. So obviously Krampus is hunting them and they're all like pieces of shit to each other. So it's no, it's no surprise that Krampus would be, um, would be doing this. Um, so then we have, oh, and there was, I also want I also made a note, the elves, the things they were saying to Santa were so freaking funny. They were like, you can't catch me like fat man or something. It was, it was hilarious. I was cracking up. I was like, so obviously like he's beheading the elves with his like staff thing. But like before he does it, they have, they just, I was cracking up. I love this part of the movie. Um, so then we see, um, that we're back with the the family, the cop family, whose son is obviously possessed by something, and they get a phone call that it's the the man that was watching them. There was a guy watching them basically steal the trees off his land, and he says, you know, is there something up with your son? And apparently the son is a changeling, which is an animal. So, um, the wife obviously does research on it and kind of starts to believe the guy. And, um, so then we're back with the teenagers and Molly is definitely possessed because she starts to come on to the first guy who's actually dating the girl whose family is getting, um, 
family is getting terrorized by Krampus. Um, so she's coming on to him and he's like, no, like I have a girlfriend, like blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, at this point I'm like, I, I, I could kind of figure out what was going on just because Molly gave a backstory about how the school is supposedly haunted by the girl who was impregnated and then she tried to abort the baby by, and she ended up dying in the process. So I kind of figured out that the, the, the girl was possessing Molly to get her pregnant basically with, I assume like with the, you know, the son of Satan, so to speak. Um, so now we're back with the cop family and the changeling and, while the mom is looking up what the hell this thing is, um, she comes out because she hears a crash and she finds that her husband is dead and he was killed. He has a belt around his neck and his hand was cut off. Um, so then we're back with the family who's being chased by Krampus and the family is hiding in the church. And at this point, Duncan, the little kid who broke the figurine in the beginning, is missing. And I have to assume he's dead. Now, you guys know me. I'm not really a big fan of kids being killed in movies. But I understand that is the legend of Krampus. Obviously, did Krampus a couple days ago. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so then the dad, who is also injured, too, at this point, he's got, like, his guts hanging out or something crazy. I think um, he just got, like, his stomach, like, slashed open. Um, he's basically saying, like, we have to confess our sins because, you know, Krampus only goes after people who, um, you know, are, are don't repent their sins. So then the daughter confesses that she's a kleptomaniac and um, how she stole the lighter from um, her you know, great aunt's house and how she doesn't understand why she steals, but she does it anyway. Um, we also find out this is actually a really creepy part that uh, this is when I didn't feel so bad for Duncan because, um, the, the daughter says, Oh, well, you know, what do you think happened to all of our pets? And I'm like, Oh, well, good thing Krampus killed Duncan. Cause he was a serial killer in the making. <laughs> um, and then we have the dad confessing who's at this point like sweating and white, like he's about to die any minute. Um, he confesses that whatever company, some science bio thing that he was running um, was completely dead and that he had been embezzling money from charity. Um, and this happens like right before he gets killed and like him and his wife have like a, a nice moment. She's like, I thought you just lost interest. And he said, no, I'm just broke. <laughs> and then before anything else can happen, that chain wraps around his neck and he gets yanked out of the window, um, which also kind of reminds me of the scene from the actual movie Krampus when the ant gets pulled out. I don't know if you guys remember that. I think I talked about it in my other podcast podcast um so then it's basically just the mom and the daughter that are left now and they're hiding in a confessional the irony of that right um and then the girl goes i feel something on my leg and she looks down it's krampus's tongue and the only reason i remember this is because or in krampus the movie um he has a really long tongue too so it's like all right there has to be something in that folklore about it um so then we see basically the mom she sacrifices herself so that her daughter can escape and run to the aunt's house so now we are back with the teens that are locked in the basement this part is a little weird guys and i think i don't i think you know what i'm talking about so molly's still trying to uh, seduce the boys because um 
you know, she's possessed by this ghost. And there's like a sex scene between these kids. And I'm just like, oh, this is a little awkward. But I get it. I get it. I get it goes with the story. But at the same time, like I really it's a little uncomfortable because they're they're virgins. I have to assume that because it has to go along with the story, which is, you know, the story that Molly told in the beginning about how the girl um, originally was a virgin. And then, you know, she said that so obviously it was a ghost that impregnated her or she was under the possession of a ghost. Um, so that was a little cringy for me, but whatever, I get it. Um, so then as soon as the, I believe his name was Ben, as soon as he, you know, gets off inside of her, um, she snaps out of it and she doesn't know what's going on. So she thinks that Ben like raped her because she looks down at her, uh, shirt that she was wearing. There's blood on it. And that's when I realized that, um, yep, she was a virgin, which means that they're young, um, and then she realizes that she lost her V card under a possession. Um, now, guys, I have to assume these kids are older than 18, obviously, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so that's why that scene kind of skewed me out a little bit. I really wasn't into that. Um, so she she comes out of the possession, obviously, and she realizes what's going on. Um, so then we see... So we're back with the family of the little boy who's possessed by this weird animal changeling. And the mom calls the guy back for help. And he basically says, like, oh, are you ready to listen to me now? And she said, what do I have to do? And he tells her that she needs to bring him back to the woods. And she has to do it in a way that he doesn't feel threatened. Of course, that doesn't work. Um... So she tries to say, like, oh, we're going to go for a little ride. And and the animal looks down at the, the mom's hand and sees that she has a bat, goes to attack her. Uh, the mom basically knocks him out with the baseball bat to drag him back to the forest. Um, and so now <laughs> we're back with Santa and he's continuing just to beat the shit out of these elves and just kill them. He's beheading them left and right. Um, and then we're back with William Shatner, who's a radio host that I said in the beginning, and he's just continuing to get drunker and drunker. And I just think this part of the movie is hilarious. I love William Shatner so much. I think it was so funny. <laughs> I love this element of the movie. Oh, and apparently there is a hostage situation at the local mall and he's on air telling everyone to kind of just stay away from the mall because it's surrounded and, um, so something to remember later. So now we're back with the mom and the son and, um, they, <laughs> this part's, this, this story was a little weird. Um, so she's back in the forest and she has her son in a bag and the guy is there waiting for him. So basically he's the keeper of these things and he's saying like, oh, um, you know, I own them and they know they have to listen to me and I'm the only one they fear and, um, so the son, which isn't actually the son, he's whatever this animal is, comes out of the bag and he doesn't look anything like her son. He looks like this weird creature thing, which I assume is, is obviously what a changeling looks like. And there's like a scuffle and the mom also has a gun too. She ends up shooting the guy and he's dead in like four seconds. So then I'm like, well... <laughs> 
that sucks because now you have no idea how these things are going to react and if anyone's going to ever be able to control them. But I guess she started, she like dropped down to the ground. She started talking to this changeling that she had initially brought home and was like, please just give me my son, just give me my son. And, um, (laughs) and the, the changeling goes into the tree and then the sun comes out like two seconds later. And then I'm like, So I wonder if the changeling gave her back her son because she basically killed their owner. So now they don't have to listen to anyone. But I don't know. I I have to assume that's what it is. They're probably like, oh, here, you want your son? That's fine. Now we can go on a rampage and do whatever we want and go possess all these kids. Um, So that was a cool little story. I don't know if it was my favorite. Um... So now we're back with the teens. I think the teens, I think the teens that are locked in the basement are probably, is probably my favorite story besides William Shatner. (laughs) Um, so then, um, Molly and Ben find Dylan dead. Um, and we see that the same writing on the wall, um, from the previous murder from last year and it's a Bible verse. And, um, Molly then realizes the ghost needed uh, them to carry her demon baby. And then we see the apparition of the the girl, um, the ghost girl. And, um, she like reaches out and like touches Molly's stomach and sees that she's obviously pregnant with the demon baby and don't need Ben anymore. So, uh, she, so the ghost girl basically snaps his neck and he's in the same position on the wall as the boy who was killed one year ago and pregnant Molly is free to go, who I think is still possessed as fuck. So that's an interesting story. And I would like to know the end of that one. Um, So now we are back with um, the almost to last story. So um, the girl who was with her family in Krampus um, is now with her aunt. And she's trying to get in the house. And I feel like her aunt Etta just doesn't really give a fuck. Um, So she ends up, Krampus actually is chasing her at this point and she takes a long stick and shoves it through his neck and then throws some gasoline on him and lights him on fire. And um, right before she lights him on a fire, she goes, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we see that it was actually the guy from the beginning who yelled at Duncan for touching the Krampus figurine. So then I was like, oh, all right, well, that's interesting. Okay, I get, I think I get it. Um, so then we see um, the girl and her aunt. They're inside the house now. And the girl, she's basically saying, like, she's saying, oh, you know, maybe we should fix the figurine that Duncan broke be- so that it, Krampus doesn't ever come back. And then the aunt kind of explains that that's not really how it works. Krampus actually takes on the form of, of the person who, who has a lot of anger in them about the Christmas holiday and the Christmas spirit. And he punishes those people. And then we see that she's starting to put it together. And she basically confronts her aunt and say it and says, you know, you set us up and you sacrificed my family. And I kind of got where this was going. And she basically transforms into Krampus. And I was like, okay, all right, I I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, and obviously she's going to kill her aunt. (laughs) And then that story ends. (laughs) So now we are back with Santa 
um, who sees that his wife is now possessed. Mrs. Claus. Apparently it's Martha Claus, which I think I knew, but I wasn't 100% sure on. Um, So we see that his wife is now possessed and poor Santa has to kill her. Um, And then we jump into the last scene of one of the last scenes of the movies of the movie. And it's a continuation from the first scene. And it's Santa. He looks like he's in like a barn and he's talking to his reindeer and the front of the gate is shaking. And um, we see that it's Krampus. So it's Krampus versus Santa. Um, So they're fighting back and forth. And then, guys, this is the crazy twist. And I did not see this one coming at all. And I know you know what I'm talking about. So Santa is actually the mall Santa who's gone nuts. And is it's actually the guy from the radio station from the beginning. I think it's he, I think he was the weather guy. So don't at me on that, guys. Remember, I literally just I watched like three movies today and I re- this is the third podcast I'm recording. So um don't come for me if I messed up some of the details. Um, so then we see that it's the guy from the radio station and he's basically having a psychotic breakdown and, um, his memory, we see that his memory is kind of flashing back and forth from the Santa story that we were watching with the elves to now this present day, in the mall. So I have to assume that, well, I don't have to assume it was shown in the movie. All the elves that he was killing and beheading were actually people that were at the mall. So that's super, super dark and twisted and super fucked up. But I love that twist ending so much. Um, and then he basically, we're in real time now and in, in the real life and, we see that the cops have busted in and shoot him down to the ground. Um, and we're back with a very, very, very drunk William Shatner. And this, <laughs> the last scenes of the movie were so funny. I was cracking up. Um, he basically was saying like, oh, why did so many bad things happen in this town? And he's just so drunk at this, at this point. And <laughs> I was laughing so hard. So there you go. There you have it, guys. 25 minutes later, kind of a little bit of a longer podcast than I usually do, but that's okay because I wanted to give each of the stories their justice because I did enjoy each of them. I think my favorite one, as I said in the middle of the podcast, was definitely Molly, Ben, and um, I forget what the other kid's name is at this point. Um, The three teenagers that were in the, um, that were, locked in the basement uh and the whole ghost story and the paranormal part of it I really liked it I did like all the stories all together I think my least favorite was probably the kid one um just because it got weird at some points too like there was a part that he obviously it wasn't the little boy it was the changeling who had like jumped into the mom's bed when she was sleeping and was like under the covers and I was just like oh god that's so gross like I'm getting flashbacks of Black Christmas 2006 and I just don't want any of that (laughs) yeah so overall guys if you have not watched this movie I would definitely go check it out I can't believe that I didn't know this movie I didn't know about this movie because I like I said I love stories where they interchange and everything is connected all together I thought it was great and also think William Shatner is actually like the grandfather or the uncle of the family who was basically killed by Krampus. Um, 
But I mean, just correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not 100% sure. I thought he pulled out a Christmas card with their picture on it. Um, all right, guys. So that's going to be it for this evening's podcast. Um, if you guys have seen this movie, I want to know your opinion on it. So definitely tweet me at Horror Daddies R Us. Um, I'm very active on Twitter. I love interacting with you guys. And also, if you guys have a couple seconds, please head over to iTunes and give me a five out of five. You can leave a comment if you'd like. If not, that's okay, too. I still appreciate the rating and the review. I'm also working on my YouTube channel. It is only audio right now, but uh, it's kind of cool because you can listen to my voice and I have some um, um, still shots from the movie, um, whichever movie I'm talking about. So, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it wasn't too confusing. And I definitely hope that you go check out this movie and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Merry Christmas.